Hey parents, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for the entrepreneurial parent, the homeschooler parent, and those parents not wanting to be in a box. Um, we're really excited to have our amazing guest clear across the world join us today, Miss Lauren Smith. Lauren, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on. You're, um, tell me where you are again. I'm in South Africa. <laughs> That's awesome. I know we did our pre-call yeah. a few weeks ago and it sounds amazing. And you're you're in between two of the major cities, but you're kind of off in like a nice rural area, right? Yeah. So in the middle of South Africa, halfway between Joburg and Cape Town and small little town, <laughs> very quiet, but very nice. That's beautiful. I love that because like you have the best of both worlds, right? You have the city life kind of accessible. Like I'm closer to Miami and um uh, Fort Lauderdale down here in Florida, but then I also get the chance to be like out a little bit in the, the rural country when needed. And I love this because of what you do. So Lauren is here today. She is a entrepreneurial coach and she is going to, um, she specializes in the five types, five? Yes, or six, five. five. <laughs> <laughs> the five types of imposter syndrome that keep entrepreneurs from getting to the next level and maybe even starting their ventures. Um, so I know on this podcast, we're parents first and foremost, and we show up and we love our kids, but we also have our own um, goals and desires and dreams, whether that's starting a podcast or a business. So Lauren specializes in helping people like us um, market ourselves and get out in the market. But I love that you do that and you have this global reach and you do it from this really cool small city or small <laughs> town in South Africa. That's awesome. I love that too. I love that the internet gives us this um, this opportunity because it is so amazing. I've made amazing connections all over the world and in my small little town who has like limited opportunities if you actually think of it. So it's really, really great. <laughs> and before we get into it, I think what you do is so needed because like when you're younger and you're reading all the books and all the stuff, like you're coming, be coming out of college, I don't think we put as much emphasis on coaching. Um, and I think the people who win really quickly and who fail really quickly are the ones who understand that one failure is good. And that two, like coaching is imperative for the success of whatever venture you're trying to start. Um, so I just love that. I think everybody needs a Lauren and I'm just super excited to um, talk about what you do and the five types of imposter syndrome. Um, so we, we always start our podcast off the same way before you, I want you to introduce yourself, but as a intro to your intro, I'd love for you to share with our audience, what's one thing you do, Lauren, to show up on purpose in your life as a parent or an entrepreneur, just one thing that you do, especially as a mom of a new baby, like you have to, take <laughs> them, you have to be strategic about it. Yes, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm a, a coach for female entrepreneurs and um, I really help uh, female entrepreneurs who are newer in business to like uh, get visible, get out there and market themselves and get clients and get consistent clients and money in. Um, and then I also specialize in the five different types of imposter syndrome because so often we know what we should be doing in our marketing, but we're not actually doing it or we are stuck in like procrastination or like all of these little symptoms that we kind of do which we'll get into instead of actually um doing the thing that we need to be doing to get visible and to get the clients because we don't feel like we're good enough so i when i figured this out it was so exciting for me i come from a design and marketing strategy background so i was doing that since 2011 and um, then I pivoted into coaching, being able to like give the strategy and the coaching and the mindset was really just 
my passion. I love it so much. I think it's so fascinating how I our brain works and how we get to the next level like you mentioned like failing is a good thing and it helps us learn it helps us get get there so much faster yeah so i guess one thing that helps me show up on purpose is um so like uh so i want to say like this year my word is like committed so no matter what it's like showing up and being committed to the goal that I'm trying to get, but also just like being somebody that like manages her mind and um, manages like how I show up and then try to do my best in like time management and yeah. like um, like all of the other things that we need to balance with like kids and, and everything. Because like for me, it doesn't come naturally to like be good at managing my time. So, <laughs> So, so trying to show up on purpose is really just like being committed and and then um, letting that drive my actions. So with mindset also, like when you have the belief that what you're busy doing is um, going to give you the, the goals and the success that you're looking for, you can almost like throw away your to-do list because you are knowing that what you're putting out there is going to drive your goals but when you have the disbelief which is also where the imposter syndrome comes in then you're kind of like doing sort of things that aren't driving you to be more visible and all of those things so so yeah, yeah. i'm just really trying to be somebody that manages my mind on top of trying to take action towards my goals <laughs> that was awesome i'm i'm this is so perfectly timed for me like we're in the process of launching a snack brand and we pre-launched and then I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to fire my co-manufacturer and hire a new one. And it's like oh, all my business coaches are like, you have to say that you have to keep posting more like content and this type of content. I love doing this. It's so easy for me. Yes. Um, I'm just being vulnerable and honest, but like I, I am struggling with some of the marketing for myself with the other brand. Like this to me is so natural because Maybe it's because it's not about me and this is just me being very vulnerable. It's more yeah. about me providing you, like being the concierge between people like you and my audience. So I think because it's yeah. I'm making it not about myself, it's so easy to show up. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. <laughs> um, so good. <laughs> before, before we jump into it, though, when you say managing your mind, um, what does that look like? Does that look like becoming because most people on our podcast that are showing up and they're so successful they all have some version of what you just said it's like a morning routine or some type of meditation or some type of um, practice to get into like a, a place of presence so when you say managing your mind what does that mean to you so for me specifically that looks like um network uh sorry journaling every day and because we want to like mirror our thoughts to ourselves, we really just want to become super aware and super um, conscious and curious about what's happening in our mind. Because ultimately our thoughts are driving the results that we get in our lives. And if we aren't just aware of what's happening in our thoughts and managing that, then we're just getting results that we don't want and we're not sure why we, we're getting those results. So it's really, really important for us to, to be aware, to journal, to have like that mirror because journaling is really just like mirroring back what's, what's happening in your mind. And then... I manage it in that way by I'm like, oh, I had this thought. That's that's interesting. I thought that um, 
people starting out their business doesn't have money to invest in coaching. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's not true though, because you know, there's people who have 95s and they've got savings and they've got these things and they want the support and they want the coaching, for example, or um, you know, I feel like I don't have the time, or my thought is I don't have the time. But if I go and analyze where I'm spending my time and things like that. And then it becomes really fascinating and that's how you manage your mind to get the results that you're looking for which is it's really a game changer when you just you don't always um have to be hard on yourself i think that is not the purpose of being mindful and um, managing your mind and journaling it's not going oh i'm thinking this thought i must stop thinking this thought and like really being hard on yourself but it's about like going oh that's interesting why do i believe this and what's going on there and how can i shift to get different results because this thought is obviously not not helping me at all yes that is that's awesome thank you for that like because it means so many different things to people and i think personally and i know a lot of friends who like might try one or two modalities and if it doesn't work you know we're, we're kind of pre-genetically disposed to like just stop and try something different and it's nice to understand and what i glean from this is you're getting the space around your thought by writing it down it allows you to take it out of here, meaning like I no longer, I no longer think this is Caitlin. Now I can put it on paper and just be like, oh, this is separate from me, and it's something I can manage, I can play with. I have that curiosity, is how you said it, yeah. um, and I love that. And it helps you to kind of get your limiting beliefs out. And I venture as we get into the imposter syndromes, it'll help you understand your, you know, mechanisms and help you to go past it. So cool, that was awesome. <laughs> One quick sidebar because I'm so I'm super squirrel. Um, as we get into this, you mentioned um, people having money for coaching. Like obviously, that's something you were working through at that moment. I follow this gentleman in business. I talk about him all the time on the podcast. His name's Alex Hermosi. And like traditionally in life, we're always taught to like take a part of our savings and invest it, right? Whether that's like the S and P 500 or real estate or you know, and it's a long term strategy. It's a uh, certain percent of your income, maybe get 9.4% over the long term, but it's going to beat inflation. So it's like the way to win. And I think a lot of people on our podcast are going through some of that money management, what to do that's better. One of the reasons I started to go to my own business and started to try and build something for myself is he has this concept of the S and me 500. So instead of investing that amount of money that you would put into, you know, uh, the S and P 500 or, or whatever mutual fund or stocks, you take that same amount of money and you put it in yourself. If you look at that over a five-year span, what will give you a bigger return? And you obviously have to be able to do something. You have to show up and do the work. But if you do that, the fulfillment and the monetary gain of what you will get is exponentially higher. And obviously, I obviously people that are successful do invest in stocks and they are diversified, right? But it's just a difference in thought that it takes it from being very like reactive to very proactive. And you really can change your life. Um, and, and that stuff motivates the heck out of me, even yeah, in the throes, even in the throes of parenthood, right? Yes. I think, I think it's so amazing what you can do if you invest in yourself and in your mindset and in your thoughts and in the way that that you're currently creating your results and trying to shift that into the results that you really want. Because, and then like um, saying that, because definitely, even if it's just life coaching or whatever, it can change um, how you work with money and how you live your life because you're going to realize, for example, well, is it worth, worth it getting takeout every Friday or whatever? And then like, you know, rather use that money to 
do something else and that that's what life coaching will help you realize it's not about saying this is the way you should do it and this is the way you shouldn't do it. it's about figuring out how you need to do it and that's sort of the same in business as well like you'll get a lot of opinions about like you need to do this and you need to do that i guess in parenting too but in the end of the day you need to actually analyze like what what can you do and what do you want to do to get the results that you want and where's your comfort zone so um not go like, oh, I don't want to do that because that's out of my comfort zone, like pushing yourself as well to go out of your comfort zone to get those results, but still like not just going through every day, living every day without and then wondering why you're getting the results that you're getting without really like going to dig into why you're getting the results that you're getting. So that is so good. I love that so much. It's it's important because it takes you to that next level. Like I don't think we all, we have to survive and like buy things and, you know, do all the, yeah. and be with the kids and do all the things. But I think that's why having time in the morning or whatever, however that looks for you as an individual mm -hmm. is so important because it does give you the time to be present in your own life, to dissect it. And I don't think we always are so present or so cognizant is probably the better word to why we feel like crap. I think sometimes we mm -hmm. just understand like uh, I think of it as like a moral, like there's a compass to true north and like our bodies are like disposed to knowing what that feels like, like that feels good. And then if we're off, it starts to feel icky. And a lot of times it's it's like, it's like convoluted and, and, and kind of ironic, like the God of the universe plays tricks on us, but we have to like go figure that out. Why yeah. do you feel off? And then you have the choice, the ability to go make those different decisions. I love what you said about takeout. Like, the way one of my coaches used to frame it is you get to vote with your time. You get to vote with your money. Every yeah. investment you make of time or energy or money is a vote. And yeah. you're going to see the ROI where you put your investment. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it takes the power and it gives you the power back. It's not like yeah. I have to do this. No, you yeah. get to. This is this yeah. is exciting. I love that. Okay. I'm like super excited. Um, <laughs> however you want to start. Um, about, you know, getting into this work, the imposter syndromes, how you help your clients. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to learn. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's get into the imposter syndrome. So basically for those, um, I know it's like quite thrown around quite a lot. So many people know what it is, but basically it's like, you don't believe that you're good enough, no matter how the evidence shows that you are actually good enough to um, take compliments or to be running your business or whatever the situation is like even though the evidence shows that you are good enough you still don't believe that you're good enough and so there are some symptoms that you get from those beliefs and so the five different types that you get so the first one is the perfectionist the perfectionist is exactly what it is so you believe everything needs to be perfect and you need to do everything perfectly in order to be good enough the second one is the superwoman or man so you find downtime really stressful because you just need to be on on and go go all of the time so that's also when it's really hard for us to be present with our kids because we're like i should be doing this thing and i need to be doing that thing and all of the things that you need to be doing and you can't actually take that time to be really present with your kids and things um, the third one is the natural genius. This is one that I have really struggled with. It's, <laughs> it's where you previously found things really easy to do. And so now when you struggle with something, you don't want to do it. You think you're a failure. You feel like you have to get things right on the first go. 
Um, and so you don't want to take up challenges or really push yourself because you, you're worried that you're not going to get it right. Um, and then the fourth one is the soloist. So the soloist um, feels that they need to do everything on their own in order to be good enough. So, for example, if you're in a team at work or maybe even at, at home, you feel like you need to be doing everything. You can sort of sabotage and bottle, bottleneck the, the results or the goal because it takes so much longer to do it or you're just like, I, I will just do everything. Um, in order to feel good enough. And then the fifth one is the expert. So the expert feels like they need to know everything in order to be good enough. So they they do certification after certification. They don't like put up their hand or, or ask questions or answer questions if they feel like they're going to look stupid. And um, so they, for example, if you're looking for a job and somebody's like, yeah, this is what we're looking for. And you don't tick one of those boxes, but all of the other boxes you tick. You're like, I'm not going to apply to this job. I don't I don't tick all the boxes or I'm not going to approach this person to become a client or this person isn't a potential client because of this one thing type of thing. So, wow. so those are the five different types. And the symptoms of it is like procrastination and um, learning all the time instead of like writing your blog or writing your content. <laughs> Um, you know, and you, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> so yeah, it's really fascinating, actually, when you when you get into that because then you're like, oh, okay, sheesh, this is why I'm doing that. Like, it's not just like a joke to be like, oh, I'm OCD. Everything needs to be perfect or whatever. It's actually actually shouldn't be something that we boast about. It's really something that you know doesn't have to be the narrative of your story like it can be something that you shift and be like it's okay to put something out there and it's not like perfect up to my standards because um it's okay to fail like we failing isn't actually failing we should change that word completely yeah, <laughs> it's really really learning you know getting to the next level and stage and we do it so much faster if we actually just take more action oh so, yeah <laughs> I have several questions to unravel here. Um, do you find that people like, I feel like this feels like at late at night when you're watching an infomercial and they're like reading off the symptoms. I'm like, Oh crap, crap, crap. <laughs> I have this. I have this. <laughs> I have stage four, whatever this is. Um, <laughs> do, do you find that people come to you with like all five, more than one of these things? Is that common? Yes. Yes, yeah, so it is definitely common. There's nothing wrong with you if you feel like all five resonate <laughs> resonate with you. What happens is that um, so I've also experienced all five of them, and sometimes we experience them um, in different situations. So, for example, like you might only be experiencing this one, and then something happens that has never happened before, and then you kind of experience another one, or you experience some of all of them at the same time. So yeah, they definitely overlap. Um, and when I said like I, I have struggled with the natural genius the most, that one's just like the one that comes up the most, like where I avoid all of the things <laughs> because I, you know, don't want to fail <laughs> and so on. So yeah, all of them definitely there's nothing wrong with you. That's this is this is super fascinating. So are the like when you help your clients through these i guess i have a few questions like how do you identify which one someone is um currently experiencing 
And then are the workthroughs or the workarounds or the um, breakthroughs, are they the same for each of the syndromes or do they vary like depending on which one they have? Yeah, so they definitely, um, they also overlap some of the tools that, that I then teach you to help you manage that. Um, and I'll definitely share some of that with you guys Yes, But some of them do vary depending on what which one you have more than the other one so for example um if you're the superwoman you want to or man you you want to like release the reins a bit and then like practice being more present for example and being like okay i am practicing like putting my phone away spending these 10 minutes with my kids and um i'm just going to show my brain that it is okay to do this and like after the 10 minutes, you can pick up your phone, you can check all your emails and you can do all the things that you need to do. But the more you can show your brain that it is safe to do this thing, the more you can practice it. And then the more you can feel safe doing it. Because also um, the extreme of imposter syndrome, uh, sorry, yeah, the extreme of like people pleasing and things is also sometimes trauma responses. But yeah. if we um, um, if we work on like just trying to practice the small things, um, so what I'm trying to say here is we actually have this fear of something bad's going to happen, right? right? We're not going to be good enough. People are going to judge us. We're going to have rejection, all of those yeah. things, which is totally natural because your brain is saying, you know, it's not safe. It's just really trying to keep you safe. But we can analyze it and then show our brains like it's okay. It is safe to take off. It is safe to slow down. Nothing bad's going to happen. In fact, we can be more productive if we like rest properly, you know, things like that. Um, so definitely, um, so there's different tools for different types. And then kind of like how I mentioned, um, you know, the diff when you identify the different types, that's where you can kind of identify that within you. So when clients come to me, um, I just have a bit of a conversation and I like ask them a couple of questions and then I can identify that. So for example, I just had a client recently and she was like, I'm struggling to just post normal, usual things on social media because I don't want to, because I feel like, what's the point? Like she was saying, like, what is the point of saying those things? And I was like, yeah. well, why does your opinion not matter? You know, like, why can't you just share your opinion? Oh, she's like, I don't want to share this funny thing because I'm like, why would people want to see that? And I was like, well, somebody else shared it and you found it funny. So like, why don't you share it? You can, you know, the people need to learn your personality and your brand as well as an entrepreneur, because that's what makes you different from the next health coach or, um, you know, designer or whatever it is that you do. Um, and so when we dug into that, she was like, she doesn't want to sound stupid, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I know that she does a lot of certifications and she finds like she Value finds in. knowledge. Yeah, she's yeah. like people who are knowledgeable are important and um, things like that. And so through that conversation, I could figure out that she is definitely experiencing the expert imposter syndrome. Expert, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was and thinking. So, so, yeah, so we just like really, you just really kind of, dig in with the questions and it might overlap but it also sometimes would have like a very um you know enhanced one of them that you're experiencing is very enhanced 
And super intriguing. This is cool work. Um, <laughs> man, I like want to ask you how you got into it, but I don't want to get off of my like my my thought process. So for so then I got a text message. I got knocked off my process. So for how people develop these things, because when I'm when I'm feeling in my heart as you're talking and um, explaining them is like you said it earlier, like it can go back to trauma responses or just like underlying things, even if it's not traumatic, like underlying limiting beliefs, underlying um, systems of belief within somebody that now they get the chance to play with. So I always try and like put perspective around these things in my own life. Like these, these are great to me. The way I feel about this is this is so awesome. You now have given personification or like, um, extrapolated these things that are holding people back that they can now separate from themselves and they can work through. And I'm sure this propels them not only in business, but their personal relationships and every aspect. Cause it's, um, you said it earlier as a mirror, it's like an unfolding of a part of themselves that they can now look at and be present with, and then decide how they want to move forward. And it's just so cool to me to see these elements of like self introspection, making their way into business and how people who are very successful, really did go through a lot of this work to be this way. It's very cool. Yeah, it is. And it's also just something that we keep managing because just because you hit the next level or the make the amount of money that you've been working towards doesn't mean that imposter syndrome doesn't come up for us. So like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you'll be in a new situation. So you might be in a new level of business with a new income level um, and some imposterisms and things will come up but the thing is, when we are managing our mind, we notice it so much faster. And then we can get ourselves out of that hole so much faster. Because then we know what actions to take. Oh, okay, I'm thinking this. Why am I thinking this? Okay, let's let's try and take action anyway. Or I am switching on Netflix. I don't usually, you know, do this. Uh, what am I avoiding type of thing? You know, like, I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just know when I get knee deep into a Netflix series, then I know that there's something I'm I avoiding. Yeah. I'm like a binger. <laughs> yes. I'm a serial monogamist. If I start one thing, like, you ain't going to see me until that Outlander season is done. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> watching it all the time so yeah so so you know so really just being able to manage it so much faster and then get yourself out of that hole so much faster so going back to the really important oh sorry go ahead no no i'm no sorry um sometimes with the lag it's the worst because we're like sorry um <laughs> so going back to the why like how it develops and what people are trying to avoid like it's like it's almost like with the expert or the um natural genius like you're afraid to really be seen you're afraid to like be seen as you are, which is like in your mind, less than perfect, but not truly the case. And so you have to kind of work through that. So since procrastination is like a prerequisite or a symptom for all of them, like I'm trying to, trying to ask, like if you're a listener and you're experiencing any of these symptoms, what are some of the tools? Obviously reach out to Lauren please. Um, <laughs> but what are some of the tools they can sit with or play with to get them to understand which um, which of the syndromes they are experiencing the most? And I can use myself as an example. Like I've gone hard to the hoop on the podcast. I love this podcast. Um, the podcast developed as a opportunity to serve parents. And it's something I'm very passionate about. I'm also equally passionate about 
my co-founder, my daughter, helping her and I launched the snack brand to help bring um, healthier options to people. And really with the really with the intent of getting families back into nature and connecting together. But it's so much easier for me to make content for this. And like that is more challenging. And I and I think it's because I have to sit there and tell my story and I feel like weird about that. But I'm not the only one. I am literally on like five masterminds, Lauren, of people. <laughs> like I'm about to grow your like uh, subscription base like 10 times right now because um, I'm going to share this with all of my entrepreneurial friends because it, we all struggle with it. So like yeah. what is that? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's imposter syndrome, not all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's our minds. It's our minds telling us we're like not worthy of of this. And um, you know, we have to put ourselves out there. We like fear of rejection. It's it's a real thing. And yeah. and when we can work with our mind and we can be okay, like rejection's always gonna be there and people teasing you is always gonna be there or whatever, but if you are willing to feel that negative emotion, which means you are willing to like work through the triggers that come up and the thoughts and the emotions that are coming up after you have done something, mm. then you do it more often because you're okay with being rejected. You're like, it's fine. Um, the person who needs to hear this is going to hear this and is going to like um, get the purpose of why I'm putting this out like they're going to connect to nature they're going to to see the benefits you know and I think it's really hard for us because our brains are constantly telling us how like you're not it's going to fail and you can't do this it's trying to keep you safe right? right so what happens in especially in marketing we're not actually focusing on our best client we're focusing on the judges and the people who are going to say something negative to us and then we're like oh well let me write this in a way so that they can't judge me or they can't reject me or they can't say this thing instead of just going like they are going to be there anyway and they're not my target audience and maybe they'll become my target audience someday but who I'm focusing on right now is my best client and not even just my mediocre client it's like my best client they already want a healthy snack they already love nature and want to be more connected to nature they like what who is your best client and I think it's really like I think it just comes back to like you know looking at like what what do we fear what's going on here what's like the underlying thing happening here so so yeah you <laughs> are damn good <laughs> this is so good you're dropping bombs um <laughs> so I, entrepreneurs i think like i speak for myself but I, I literally am in a group of like a few hundred people and i know others struggle with this because we talk about it yeah. and it's like you don't know where to start so what I'm understanding a few things that you're saying is like, number one, you're, um, you're hedging, you are emotionally hedging because you're trying to protect yourself. Like you're trying yeah. to put yourself out there, but at the same time, you're trying to protect yourself. Yeah. So in doing that, like you're not effectively getting the messaging out. Like when you went to there, that is fascinating to me because to me, that's a tactical thing that you can be cognizant of and change. Yeah. Um, I'm going to back up and I'm going to come back. So as you understand you have imposter syndrome, just to make sure I'm understanding your messaging clearly. Perfect. You need to create awareness that it's happening, which is easy. Then you need to create space for you to play in whatever is making that uncomfortable for you and give your brain the opportunity to understand you are safe here. 
There's nothing to be afraid of. And then you do it a little bit more and more until that kind of subsides. Yeah. And being okay with like, okay, I don't do well with projection. Obviously, a lot of us don't. But being like, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm putting this out there for this person. This is why I started it. And then, yes, just like slowly taking a step and okay. being like, hey, look, brain, we are safe. Can you believe that? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> you know, and then just like, keep taking that. But yeah, it's like we, <laughs> we want to um, like journal, like have a mirror of what's going on. We want to look at, um, you know, um, so when we journal, we, we have a look at like what's going on in our brain, like mirror that back to us. Then we want to really um, look at what we fear and why are we thinking certain thoughts. And that's when we get to dig into it deeper and we become more curious about it. So um, tools that I would share with the different types of imposter syndrome is the first one would be like, you're journaling, you're asking yourself, what do you fear? Why do you fear this thing? What's the worst that can happen? And then if nothing could go wrong, like what is the what what would you be doing? Like if nothing could go wrong, what would you be doing? That's a really great question to ask yourself and to like reflect on. And then like one of the tools that's really helpful for all of the imposter syndromes is to actually keep evidence. And I'm sure you've heard of other coaches mm. saying this, but it's really helpful to keep evidence of like how you have been able to do the thing that you have done. Like it's a review or it's a compliment or it's like a result that you've helped somebody get. But what I also like teaching my clients is not only do you want to like read that often, every time, like say somebody sent you a text message and they were like, thank you so much for helping me. And this is the result I got. I'm so appreciative of you. And it like gives you obviously a good feeling, right? You help somebody and it feels so good. So you put that into a folder and every time you read that, you try and feel that good feeling that you felt when you got that message. Because the more we can practice that feeling, the more we can feel good and the more we can believe that we are actually good enough to be doing the things that we need to be doing. A really amazing book that I recommend um, people reading is um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, it's really like he talks about how how you need to practice the good feelings and practice um, that happening instead of going, oh, everything's going so great. When is the penny going to drop? You know, when is the next bad thing going to happen? Because that's immediately the thing that we we're trying to do and um, so those are that's one of the tools that even if you experience all of them that's something you can practice cool these are really good every single person we've had on like that i can think of and like a lot of my coaches talk about this right whether it's like the reticular activating system like we are meant to see and find evidence for what we think so yeah. if you're actively trying to build new habits or change those beliefs you have to find evidence for that and then you have to save them, review them often. But even in business, like one of my business coaches talks about every time you get a positive review or every time you get a comment or something like to screenshot it and to share it yeah. because now you're like, you're reaffirming to yourself and then you're also helping build um, like-minded people, yeah. right? It's really cool. I love psychology. It's just fun to watch <laughs> how all this... Because it's, it's like there's so much out there. And when you have someone like you who can bring this stuff together and make it like understandable, it's it's amazing. Can we go back a second to the marketing component? Because yes. you were mentioning specifically 
what I think is so genius is that you help provide the infrastructure psychologically, and then you bring it into marketing because that is how you are putting yourself out there in the world. And you mentioned that people are hedging or they're not, they're not speaking to their ideal client. They're, they have a clear message, but then they're getting lost. And I've watched me and my cohort do this where you're like, how do I appeal to everyone? How do I get views on TikTok? How do I do this? How do I make this appealing to the masses? And what you're saying is that's not the right path. That's, that's fueling your imposter syndrome and you're not, you're going to attract not the right results. So can you help or can you just talk a little bit more on how you help your client to talk to that ideal person um, in business? There's a lot of um, there's a lot of exercises to find your like, avatar or customer mm -hmm. interviews to get you to that understanding of what that is. So you can have like a, and typically you're scratching your own itch, right? As a business owner, yeah. you're doing something that helps you. So you're talking to people like you. So like once you have an idea of who that avatar is or in your vernacular, that ideal client, how do we do the correct messaging that's just to them? And then I guess the better question is, how are we mindful to not let the imposter syndrome creep in so we're not just like doing it for the wrong reasons? So fascinatingly enough, like when I came across the imposter syndrome and helped myself, I, I had like this huge aha moment and so what I also do is I not only help you to understand imposter syndrome in yourself and how you are showing up, but I also help you to understand your ideal client through imposter syndrome. Because mm -hmm. so often when your ideal client, because it yes, we can we can get to the avatar and we can understand more or less who it is, but it doesn't really help knowing like, you know, they have like blonde hair or some of the questions that they make you answer when you're looking at your ideal client. But what really helps with marketing is creating that emotional connection. And so when you understand like what imposter syndrome they're experiencing, you can understand why they have a belief as to not purchasing your offer, for example. So if you're a virtual assistant and you have the soloist imposter syndrome, you're going to go, but I can't ask people to help me because otherwise I'm failing, right? And so you can actually speak to that in your content um, and, and, and help your ideal clients understand what's happening for them. And then also like get them to say like, you are actually worthy of getting help. Like it doesn't mean you're failing in your content or whatever. But coming back to this your other good. question. Wow. <laughs> it I is so it. awesome. Like, because so often you'll see like, and people with like pain point marketing and, and things like that, like when you look at some of the pain points that they, they're talking to, it is actually a lot of the imposter syndrome symptoms. Like you're procrastinating and um, you're scrolling on social media, which is avoidance, which is also like not taking action and, and feeling you're good enough, you know, type of thing. So, and oh. um, so it really makes it so, so fascinating. But coming back to like you having imposter syndrome yourself and like then writing content, um, it's really also about your intention. So that's why I like being mindful and being present or as much as you can. I know sometimes we're just like trying to get as much done in our business because we have kids and we have our businesses and we have our life going on. But trying to see what the intentions are behind that. Because also like if you are writing a post with the intention to be like, I'm doing this just so that I can be good enough, then 
the way and the energy that comes through in that talking and approaching people, they're kind of like, ooh, but like you yes, are you good enough. It. Yes, you yeah, but you don't feel like I believe it for you, but you don't believe it. So how am I supposed to trust you and buy from you type of thing, you know? So when we set our intention and you're more like mindful of like, okay, I'm going to try and think of my best client today and write to them knowing that they already have these things in place. They already know that they want the natural things or they want to be connected to nature or things like that. Then you're mindful and your intention behind it is so much, much different. And the energy behind your content or your marketing or like meeting in person is then so much different because so sometimes we can be like graspy for like sales or like, scared to ask for the money or all of the things because we're making it mean something interesting and we've we've all been there like um, this is not like a judgment but when we can really be um intentional and be like okay but what do i really want about want from this and why am i feeling bad charging money and all of those things then our intentions and our actions are different and the energy is different and I think the one you just hit on is so imperative for entrepreneurs. I hear that one constantly in our like masterminds where people struggle with like price points and charging for things um, or even like in communities of service where you're providing a service for your work um, to charge the right amount. And there's a lot of like self-work that comes along with that. Um, okay. So that, that was a sidebar, but that was fascinating. You mentioned earlier, like when you were talking to your ideal client, which was like, this is like your feel to me. You have a client. I'm a client. Sign me up. I'm ready. Um, but your feel to me is so fascinating. So you were talking about when you are talking to your ideal client, you also are talking to their, like through their procrastination syndromes type thing. Yes. Uh, or imposter syndrome. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> procrastination feels like a syndrome. Yeah, I think um, it is. So don't worry. <laughs> Um, so then you said more recently, like a few seconds ago, when you are clear with your intention and you are speaking to that ideal client, you're what I'm understanding. So I want to ask for clarification. You're speaking to them clearly without, without that baggage there of, of whatever imposter syndrome that they would maybe have. You're speaking directly to them whole, like the whole version of them. Right? Am I understanding that yeah. correctly? Yeah. So they, so you could um, be speaking to. They could still be experiencing imposter syndrome, and you could still be like helping them process that. So it really also depends on your ideal client. Like, do they know that they mm-hmm. they want healthier snacks, or do they need to be like a little bit more educated on wanting healthier snacks? Like, why? do you want to be talking about this thing you know like um so for a health coach for example i had a client who was like um she her her clients know that they should be drinking more water but they're not you know Mm -hmm. so it's not that they don't know that they should be drinking more water it's that they're not doing drinking water because maybe emotionally they don't feel worthy of like actually having a healthy body. You know, wow. they're like, well, um, you know, I'm last on the list. I'm, I'm the mom. I need to take care of everyone. There's no time for me. And that's okay. Like pushing away like your mental health and your health and maybe using somebody else as like um, 
an excuse, but actually emotionally, you don't feel worthy of like having that health, for example, but you know sure. that you should be doing it. Okay, so let's let's keep this example for a second. Let's say we're, <laughs> it's amazing. It, the power of a, uh, like a suggestion, because you're like not worthy of water. And I'm like, <laughs> like, um, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just drank four sips of water. I haven't drank water the whole time yet. Um, it's, it's just, we are just such emotional, like, beings. Yes, hilarious. Yes, okay. It's like almost comical, right? Like, whether you're a yeah. universe type person, Scientology or God, like, that's exactly. level, it's just comical. They're just like, look yeah. at the little ponds. <laughs> um, let's stick with the water example. So, in this case, you are, you have this, um, product or service to help people to hydrate better. And you are understanding that they might have imposter syndrome around being worthy of water. So let's like a clear message to that. Would it look something like you are worth this or like, you know, how would she appropriately market or target that market? Um, do you call it out specifically? Like, and you can do it in like a cute way, but like um, you're worth the best or, or something like that. I'm trying yeah. to come out of so I think the best thing about marketing, especially content marketing, is that there's not like one right way to say something. Yeah. That because I think we all get so fixated on like, I need to say this one thing and it needs to get me a whole bunch of clients. Instead, I like teaching my clients to try and say things like in a hundred different ways. And mm. um, not only to get them to a place where they're like really confident on what it is that they're selling, but also it, your client needs to hear things, your potential client needs to hear things several different times in order to actually buy. And then hearing it from different angles helps them to really make it click, you know. So sometimes we like also we know something and then like the coach has coached us like seven times on this thing. And like on the eighth time, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like understand it. It's like the day and the situation and the things and it just all comes together for you. So that's why content marketing is like also a very long game because you're nurturing them and you're helping them understand. But like different ways of helping them understand this is, for example, like maybe calling them out and being like, um, if you know that you should be drinking more water, what do you think it is that's holding you back from doing it? You know, a lot of the times our brain is actually telling us that somebody else is more important um, than us hydrating and being more healthy and so we instead of that knowing that you are actually worthy of this and and looking after yourself is really looking after everyone else um, and i know it's such a cliche like putting on your mask before you, others but it is so so important you know so there's really different ways of saying it and in content marketing as well which is which is the piece that i really love is like the more specific you get in like the stories and yeah. the situation that that your ideal clients find themselves in the more they make that emotional connection so for example you might be like um you you have gone to the fridge like 10 different times opened it up and trying to see if something new is in the fridge, but there isn't, and you just close it and you go back again, or you like then start eating like the biscuits in the cupboard or something like that, you know? And we've all done that. We've all like opened the fridge, close the fridge, open the fridge, close the, close the fridge. And the more we use that specific like uh, content, the more they yeah. go, ah, oh, yes, that, that is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think it's about saying it over and over in different ways until they resonate with that and trying to 
and and also like depending on where you are in business especially in the beginning you are still learning like your ideal clients and how they're behaving and who it is you want to work with maybe even um and so yeah. you will like your content will change the way you approach will change and it will just get better and better and better um so i think really like trying to say what you're trying to say in a hundred different ways will then lead to that one perfect thing that that sells everyone in the end of the day so i love the exercise of having to write it a hundred different ways and i will challenge and uh, recommend you entrepreneurs not to use chat gpt for that because yes. you <laughs> should go through the mental exercise yeah. of really sitting with it and feeling it out from a client's perspective um Lauren, this was, I have so many favorite podcasts, but you were up there, girl. It's so good. Because um, I think you can, even if you're just a parent or an employee, not just, obviously, very important work. But even as an employee, I was just at a corporate event this week. And I could see all of this being relevant to like, somebody's getting promoted. I'm not. The way people show up and talk about themselves mm -hmm. in conference situations, I think this can help anybody, especially like relationships, um, yeah. family units. Can you talk a little bit about what you offer because i do think a lot of people will be interested in it i am yeah. <laughs> and like how that looks because a lot of times you're dealing with entrepreneurs they have day jobs they have this thing they're trying to start i think I'll, sometimes we want to seek help but we are afraid it's going to derail our um derail our schedules so we like yeah. push it off and in thus we are not getting to the next level that we need to because we're not getting the clarity to move forward so can you talk a little bit about the commitment, the time commitment, what you offer, where yeah. people can find you. Perfect. Yeah. So I have a six month coaching program that's one on one. So we have weekly calls where we work through exactly what it is that you are doing to get the clients and the money that you are seeking. And we make sure that that is solid and really simple, especially if you are in the beginning stages where you're not landing the amount of clients that you want or the clients are not consistent or you're not making the money that you want to be making. Um, so we make sure that um, your strategy is solid. You know what you should be doing. It isn't all over the place it isn't overwhelming it isn't like three emails a, a week and three posts a day and all of the things <laughs> so we really make sure it's that i help you then to get visible with networking and um, conversations and connections to ideal clients but also with your content so like i mentioned earlier we look at imposter syndrome and how your ideal client might be experiencing it and then I have frameworks and tools to help you to write better content um, that gets engagement or um, that gets them selling, you selling. I also have like a bit of tech and design background. So if you're struggling with anything in terms of the tech side, then I help you with that as well. And so we have weekly calls and then I help you to implement it. So whatever's happening that you have not gone to speak to 10 people this week or whatever we have discussed that you're going to do then we look at that and i give you tools so imposter syndrome is one of the tools that i help you with um with the different tools there's also different mindset tools and and coaching methods that i help you with so that you can uncover what that thought is actually creating for you um and so then in the end of the day um, I help you to hit those goals with the mindset help and the marketing help and all of it in between. So there's also Monday to Friday support and um, weekly calls and all of the things that you need to get you to where you want to be. 
That's awesome. Do you find that after the six months, uh, people are usually in a better place, like that they probably use you in another capacity moving forward, um, but that they're able to like understand it in themselves and have systems in place to like help them work through it and move to the move on? Yes. Yeah, so really each client is not always the same, but what I did see a pattern is like by the four months mark, we are hitting goals, but then to keep the momentum and to keep it in place i made it six months so that i can get you the best results and maintain those results um yeah and then so from that six months it really depends on where you are at in that biz in in your business and the support that you want but yeah so there is there is follow through and then there is people just going to the next level to what that looks like for them so yeah. and the thing i know about entrepreneurs is there's never there's never a done, right? There might be like a plateau that has a like perception of I'm done. And then like, we usually revel in that glory for 45 seconds. And then we like throw our, I, I just feel like, uh, who, who was it that I was watching? It was like a Tom Bilyeu podcast or something. And they're like, like uber successful people have like the worst, um, not enoughness syndrome. Yes. Like they just never think they're good enough. So they always have to do, um, which I guess is good and bad at the same time. <laughs> yes, it depends on when it's like becoming burnout and toxic yes. or when it is actually like driving you to get to where you want to be. Like there's always that nuance to it. And I think everyone is different there. That's like the same with like, like I'm trying to change your negative thoughts and limiting beliefs into a positive one. Right. Like one that might work for me might not work for you at all. So it's really just understanding yourself and like when do you need to rest and energize and when do you need to go and push yourself a little bit more out of your comfort zone because now you've actually just taken a step back into your yeah. comfort zone and things like that. So awesome. yeah. Can you wrap us up by just telling people where to find you? I will link everything in your bio. Um, but if you could just let people know like where to find you um, online, that would be awesome. Yeah, so the best place would be Instagram. It's at laurensmith.com02. They didn't just have the dot com. <laughs> so, so you can follow me there. Send me a message. I love connecting with everyone. If you found this really helpful and you have more questions, I'm happy to answer them there. Awesome. Well, I'm, I can't wait to re-listen to this because there's so much I'm going to take away from it in notes. And um, we usually ask to like leave with one tip, but I think you started with that, which is like just give your time, like space to be present and like journal so you can get some of your thoughts out and you can start to work through some of what's holding you back. Um, so Lauren, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making time out of your day to be here from uh, South Africa. I definitely want to come see you. You're high on my list of people to come. Oh, see. yeah. You must come. It's a beautiful country. <laughs> oh, I've traveled quite a bit. I have not been to Africa and I would love to go. So oh, it's, it's so on the list. Probably well, but yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast topic. That's another podcast, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved being on here. This was so fun. And I can't wait to see what our parents say. There are times where we have um, guests return. I, I get a lot of commentary and emails and questions. So I'll open it up for that. If you're open to it, maybe yeah. in the future, we'll get some questions and even some like live Q&A stuff because I, I think it's really helpful. But um, parents, uh, just want to say thank you guys as always. Uh, we love showing up here for you. Um, hopefully this content is helpful and getting you to the next level in life and business, parenthood, whatever that is. Uh, you guys know the deal. We are pretty new still. So let us know what 
is valuable, what is helpful, comment down below, keep sending me emails, please hit the subscribe button. It really helps to get the algorithm to recognize who we are and get our content out to more parents like us who are just trying to get better and raise better kids. And that can't be a bad thing. Uh, so guys, until the next perfect time, stay beautiful, stay inspired. Thanks for being here. Bye.